The following broadcast is released under a Creative Commons license. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. I believe He lived and died, and that He rose again. I believe and trust in Him. Ascended into hell, Christ our living head will one day come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe and trust in Him. I will trust in my Redeemer, sing of His love that lasts forever know His hope and sure salvation I will trust in Him Oh, the world falls around me I rest and know that He has found me Christ, the rock, is my Welcome all to Pastor Yeshua. You've been listening to Creed by Richard Jensen from his album, Order of Service. By way of introduction, Pastor is an acrostic which stands for Preaching All Salvation Through One Redeemer. Our Redeemer, Yeshua, Jesus, is the Hebrew name for the Lord. It means Yahweh, the Lord, is salvation. Translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Jesus. The English transliteration for Jesus is Jesus. This program deals with apologetics, questions on and about God, the Bible, and the Christian faith. I take questions and seek by Scripture to give answers and encouragement for everyone, including the tough-minded living in today's skeptical society. And now, let's join Pastor Yeshua. Welcome to Pastor Yeshua. In this episode, and by God's grace, episodes to follow, we revisit a popular topic wherein we continue to look at various apparent, supposed, Bible contradictions presented by atheists, skeptics, and humanists. As before, we will examine them against what the Bible says in context, according to proper exegesis, using the languages in question, correct grammar, the culture of the day, and most importantly, the prism of spiritual discernment given by God to those who truly desire to understand His revelation of Himself and His relationship to man. As a prelude to answering any apparent Bible contradictions, if you, as a listener, have not done so already, listening to the introductory episode regarding questions about contradictions will be an indispensable prologue to 
fully understanding, or more importantly, answering any question or apparent contradiction which exists. Therefore, I will have to rely from this point forward on the listener to faithfully adopt the biblical posture of the Berean Bible student who is willing and able to do their own respective homework in order to avoid the pitfalls inherent from failing to do so. In the episodes to date, we have reached an incredible milestone in examining and answering 50 questions regarding supposed Bible contradictions from our old friend, Mr. Ash, the atheist, skeptic, and humanist. It was just four episodes ago we began the double jeopardy phase of really serious Bible contradictions which constitute a fundamental attack on the Christian message. In this episode, we take time out to appraise our situation to date. We begin this undertaking in order to memorialize the fact that Although Mr. Ash has convinced himself that he has decimated the Bible, the Christian faith, and the existence of God, the reality is that the answers to Mr. Ash's questions have largely, if not entirely, been around for many dozens of years. Many of Mr. Ash's supposed Bible contradictions go back to the first century itself along with the answers corresponding to them. Yet, despite this, every generation finds another descendant of Mr. Ash proffering the same recycled arguments to a new generation of Christians and the world as if the debate never took place. It's as if the same tired arguments are on a Mobius loop destined to spiral into eternity were it not in fact for Jesus' return itself. It's a very curious and frustrating dynamic since Mr. Ash prides himself on being guided exclusively by the pursuit and preponderance of empirical evidence, facts, and truth. Mr. Ash assures us that the presentation of such facts and evidence will win the day and that he will acquiesce to those facts wherever they may lead. Yet, in many instances, if not most, Mr. Ash continues to pretend that no one has ever been able to rebut any of his questions. Alternately, Mr. Ash will simply claim that the answer given is wholly insufficient, as if Mr. Ash were the sole person capable of unilateral and ultimate understanding of what the truth and reality of the matter is. In most cases, there is very little sense of Mr. Ash's humility or limitations which all humans possess. 
Instead, we often characteristically get sweeping statements wherein Mr. Ash proclaims things like, God does not or cannot exist, as if Mr. Ash were able to determine with complete and utter certitude that he knows everything everywhere, within all time and space, in every dimension, without any fail. However, such broad statements only serve to demonstrate a certain level of arrogance, unwarranted assumption, and bias on Mr. Ash's part, which in fact undermines his ability to appeal to true impartial scholarship, intellectual honesty, and philosophical integrity. Now, before we judge Mr. Ash too harshly, we need to accept the fact that we both start from the same clay of fallen man with the nature of sin and rebellion. We all have our biases, our assumptions, and our baggage. As stated so often, none of us can hope to understand the things of God unless God first softens and opens our hearts, convicts us, brings us to repentance, and we receive a new nature via His Spirit. Without this, none of us can truly hope to have discernment capable of grasping God's revelation to us. Resultantly, Mr. Ash fails because he is trying to decipher a volume of 66 books with 40 authors using the wrong or non-existent deciphering key. Another contributing factor which confronts Mr. Ash is that of his environment. Put simply, we all have a comfort level with which we are familiar and safe. We form relationships with friends, spouses, co-workers, peers, family members, etc. Some of these relations can span a lifetime and are as intimate to us as the air we breathe. Thus, when consciously or unconsciously, we ponder the possibility of a paradigm shift such as converting from atheism to faith in God and the Bible, we likewise face the reality of those same relationships being changed, damaged, or eliminated forever. The specter of such dramatic changes and their repercussions without any doubt provide us all with tangible motivations to deeply consider the ramifications of making such a life-changing shift of ideology. In the end, either people roll the dice and take their chances, or they are forced to quietly to remain entrenched in their comfort zone to prevent unwarranted pain and embarrassment. A third consideration is the human element of wanting to be right. 
the, quote, us and them dynamic. Sometimes, without knowing it, we make a choice or find ourselves taking a side and then we progressively do whatever is necessary to win if for no reason other than to make the quote-unquote other side lose. As the process continues, we tend to continue to polarize, and as the stakes increase, a sense of winning at all cost and vindictiveness can set in. At its extreme, we find ourselves disliking and even hating the quote-unquote other side simply because the other side is not quote-unquote us. The greater the polarization, the greater the rationalization is present to abandon dialogue, honest debate, and an ability to concede any argument or point to the other side. Because winning is the goal, not an honest search for the truth. At its highest level, sincere discourse is replaced by pejorative labels, stereotypes, and ad hominem attacks. When all is said, as we consider everything, I would like to seriously say that when I'm talking about Mr. Ash, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, to insult, to offend, or to be unkind to the everyday garden variety person who does not believe in God or who is unsure about the matter. To the contrary, to these, my goal is simply to humbly present a biblical worldview answer to the 50 questions posed so far. If, indeed, I have taken liberty with humor, jest, or any perceived untoward tone in this series, it has been directed at the career professional Mr. Ash, who in fact gave leave a long time ago to any pretense of honest dialogue or debate. Nevertheless, with God, all things are possible, and until God closes the curtain, we remain open to the possibility that God is able to do all things. Thus, it must be our position to remain faithful to proclaim the truth of the gospel to all people and to remain in prayer that as many as possible, including Mr. Ash, would come to a saving knowledge and relationship of and with Jesus Christ. With this being said, we have made arrangements to take the remainder of this broadcast to an outside location 
where we have organized a public gathering to properly celebrate completing our 50th question and apparent contradiction having been answered. So we'll cut from the studio here and join our guests in the field. See you there. <clears throat> Are we on? Oh, okay, great. Welcome, everybody. We are broadcasting Pastor Yeshua from a top-secret, undisclosed location. And we have a really great crowd outside our broadcast sound booth here for today's 50th question celebration. I don't know exactly how many people are here, but from what I've seen, we have people from miles around. Uh, uh, hey, tell you what, uh, Jeff, could you just open the door to the broadcast sound booth for uh, just a minute? Maybe our listeners can get a better idea of just the level of the crowd's excitement here today. That's great. Thanks, Jeff. Well, there you have it. What can I say? We have an outstanding crowd out there right now. Just in case we have anyone just joining us, prior to today, we recently broadcast our 50th question and answer regarding Bible contradictions from our old friend, Mr. Ash. Now, prior to today's event, we spared no expense and finding only the very best people to go out from ground zero right here into the four corners of the globe. These dedicated volunteers have spent the last six months visiting towns and cities everywhere and knocking on doors. Each of these people are highly trained experts in asking questions and documenting their results. Over the last several months, we have exhaustively and thoroughly answered various Bible questions which Mr. Ash believes are contradictions. As you will recall, Mr. Ash is an acrostic which stands for the atheist, the skeptic, and the humanist. Well, anyway, the task we gave these intrepid helpers was to inquire as to whether or not any of the 50 Bible contradictions individually or cumulatively which Mr. Ash has asked and which we have addressed thus far has convinced or moved any of these being asked to become atheists, to reconsider their faith, or to doubt the Bible. Uh, for the purpose of our survey here, we divided the globe up into four parts and asked each of our teams to survey their respective areas of responsibility and then to compile their results into a brief, summarized total which represents their final results. As requested, each of the team leaders has placed their tape-recorded results into a sealed envelope which they have sent here to me by special bonded courier. I have here in front of me on my desk 
four separate sealed envelopes with the results inside, which we are going to open on air and play the pre-recorded results live to our crowd assembled outside. So, without further ado, with that being said, here we go with our first envelope from our team leader in the north. Okay, well, I guess Mr. Ash has uh, not fared very well in the north. Okay, all right, let's move on to our second envelope from our team leader in the south. Oh, wow. <clears throat> well, two for two for Mr. Ash. Okay. Well, maybe third time's a charm. Let's check out our third envelope from our team leader in the West. like we have a trifecta so far for Mr. Ash. Well, we have one more. Let's say a prayer for Mr. Ash and open our last envelope from our team leader in the East. Okay, well, <clears throat> all of the results are in now. We have indeed answered our 50th Bible contradiction question, and the results speak for themselves. You know, throughout it all, what we have learned is that using a proper biblical world and life view, there are no contradictions. There are no fundamental assaults which destroy the Christian message. There's only an inability or unwillingness for Mr. Ash to understand what the basic message of the gospel is, along with the unregenerate mind of Mr. Ash, who must at all costs deny God in order to justify himself. Well, as we've said before, these are not just any questions. In each case, these are serious questions posed by various individuals who hold themselves out to be scholars, critical thinkers, intellectuals and the like who collectively fall under the pseudonym of Mr. Ash. These and others 
are questions which individually and collectively serve as the basis by which we are intended to come to the conclusion that the Bible is not God's Word, but rather a supposed collection of myths and fables only to be believed by the simple-minded and the gullible. However, in truth, as we've seen, these 50 and a myriad remaining others are nothing more than apparent contradictions which exist and remain largely, if not exclusively, due in fact to Mr. Ash's inability or unwillingness to do his research, coupled with his unwillingness to open his mind and heart to God and his word. You know, it's sad, but as I sit here, I'm looking at dozens of faces now in our crowd who have been listening to this broadcast and the results on our state-of-the-art sound system. You know, based on what I see, no one looks like them beside themselves with grief for Mr. Ash. Well, if I'm wrong, maybe we can get a sympathy card going and see if we can help Mr. Ash and perhaps offer some grief counseling. Until then, it looks like people are having a really good time here. You know, I'm going to set our time recording software here to automatically end this show in a few seconds. And in the meantime, I'm going to step outside and join this crowd of joyous brothers and sisters in Christ. Until next time, for you brothers and sisters out there, this is Pastor Yeshua saying thanks for joining us and thanks for listening. Blessings in his name.
Though the world falls around 